Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I am Clinton. I promise, I swear to you, this episode I will not talk about any small plated food that you eat before your main course. I give you my word, Daniel. Listen, if you're going to talk about a charcuterie board or whatever, or whatever you're going to bring up, like whatever you you have, Now you have piqued my interest. You said charcuterie board and my mind went racing. Whatever you've got written on your pre-production sheet, yeah, just throw it out. Well, let me, let me, well, well, I do that every time I write down my pre-production sheet, so par for the course. That's fair. Uh, Hey, we're back at Locked On Bulldogs to talk about more coaching staff shake up in the wake of the hire of one Todd Munkin, as well as some implications where we feel like we are. Maybe get the uh, the feeling candles back out. We'll stare into a lighted oh, flame. Uh, see how how our emotions are doing, which you never know how they are at any given moment. Uh, I know how I know how they are. That's volatile, I believe is the word that you're looking for. That's uh, when it be when it pertains to Georgia fandom, you you don't want to open that box. It's keep that thing shut. It is up in the air to say the least. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you're old to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here too. Dale and I are not any stretch of the imagination insiders, but we are fans. We are fans. We've not been breaking down 15 hours of film uh, on we've Todd been watching Lincoln, it though. but we've been watching a heck of a <laughs> lot of it. Um, and and we do have thoughts, but we are not insiders. We are Georgia fans, as Clint said. This is a podcast for fans, by fans. We're glad you're here if you're a Georgia fan. If you're not a Georgia fan, honestly, we're ambivalent toward the fact that you're here. Like we appreciate the downloads, I guess, but like we we got enough Georgia fans listening. We don't really need you, so you can kind of move on, mosey on your way. <laughs> uh, we are yeah, because we're here to talk about fan stuff. Uh, nothing professional. Nothing behind the paywall, just fans talking like fans do. If you want to join in the conversation, we would love to have you. We would love to have your thoughts, your input. People email us uh, every day, and we uh, always look forward to interacting with you. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Um, We do love engaging with you in both of those places um so don't be shy just um hit us up and we would love to hear your input um if you're new to the show as clint said if you just subscribe to the podcast really all you have to do all you got we do. don't and then we don't ask a lot of you and just listen to it every day and you just listen to it we're here you're here we might as well just chat while we're might doing well this thing you know yep. um uh so you could do that for us. That'd be huge. If you're uh, if you've been around the show a while, you just really you like it, you enjoy it. Obviously, you keep listening to it. Um, just leave us a rating or a review. Um, leave us five stars. Maybe type one sentence or not or whatever. We appreciate you, all of you that have done that already. Um, uh, you can do that for us. That would help us out a tremendous amount. Um, uh, we are here every day. And we got plenty to talk about, as Clint said. And so let's just let's not let's not uh, belabor this intro any longer than we already have. Uh, Clint, what are we going to talk about today? Where do you want to start? Uh, here's where I want to start, uh, Daniel. I want to start going back to the Todd Munkin hire and talking about what okay. we asked for in a new offensive Monk and mania. Munkin mania, I believe, is what we're calling it. Trying to is get that, that going. Is that fair? Can we get that going? I I need somebody to make a t-shirt of Todd Munkin's head, but with uh, like 
like iconoclastic with the reformers. Like I need two fingers being held up on the side, like he's a monk, um, or mm. or like a or like a, a professorial kind of teacher. I, I need this to happen on a t-shirt. I think uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a reach. Well, it's a bit well, of a reach, Clint. I, don't I know. need it. I well, need it. All right. He, people all are right. setting him up to be the savior of this offense, so that is, might as that well is blaspheme and just put him somewhere next to a cross because that is true. Uh, get him, get him out there in some sort of a what do you call the? It's a habit that nuns wear. What do you call the getup that uh, that a monk wears? You know, just what the, you, what you, you just, a robe. Is that all robe. you call that? Yeah, that's all you call. It. You just call it robe. Well, we have those. We got maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we need. I don't know. It just it feels like a monk should have a special name for his like. I don't know. It's just it should be something, but whatever. I bet it I is, know. Daniel. I'm gonna find out right now. Todd Todd Munkin is here. Um, uh, we said we wanted a new offensive coordinator. We got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Clint, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this hire? Uh, at now that you've had you've had a few days to process it to let it sink into your system. Uh, are you? Are you? Does it? Did it do all the things for you that you hoped a new offensive coordinator hire would? It does everything a new offensive coordinator hire does, and it does something else that I don't know if people understand uh, that well. What we might have set up going forward, Daniel. Okay, so uh, okay. one famous Joe Brady, uh, the wonder heard, kid heard of, of LSU. Right, the future coach of the Carolina Panthers when Matt Rule gets fired in two and a half years, when when all the players look at Matt Rule and lose respect for him in two years, um, and say you're gonna wear that, bro? Is like that on the? Is that you what know, you're gonna? Are you gonna you wear that we, smock? Did the, you just they'll, recently they'll finger pay. paint? They'll pay for did you to go to a tailor, man. Like I, yeah. I swear, you'd go up to the owner's box. He'd rather have you wearing something else besides that. Nope. No, nope. no, thank you. I'm just going to wear no. this uh, kid-sized Home Depot apron over my <laughs> over my windbreaker, and I'm going to call did it a not, day. Did you not see uh, in the Sugar Bowl when he tried to spit and spit on himself in his smock? <laughs> did you miss that? I did not see that. I oh, it was glorious. Um, no, here's Joe Brady comes in, revolutionizes LSU's passing attack, takes them to a national championship, and then that boy goes and gets paid. And paid and he paid does. and paid. Okay. He does. Uh, let me tell you what's exciting about Todd. Okay. He comes in with a pedigree of having ran an explosive offense, being on the forefront of innovation, changing before the change comes. Okay. Okay. So point one. But point two, Daniel, uh, Todd is not a young man. Okay. He's not an old man, but he's not a young man. No, he's not. He's Firmly, in, he's, I'd call him a middle-aged man. Middle-aged man. He's coached in the highest level on the NFL, albeit not head coach, but OC on two separate teams. You don't often get former NFL head coaches coming to coordinate at your college. No, you don't. That's not typically how it works. Uh, But do you understand that Todd Monken is more than likely not going to be on anybody's top three list to be head coach or OC back in the league or somewhere else? Daniel, not only did we hit a home run, I think, with philosophy, but longevity and sustainability. Todd could be here for a while grooming classes upon classes. We may have we may have found a guy who's not going to be the the fourth OC in four years at Georgia. I don't think people think, realize that. I think things go well 
And yes, you could be looking at Todd Munkin for 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 at least a minimum two to three years. But if somebody's higher in this, if things go well at Georgia and the offense goes well, he will get hired as a head coach. Period. I, I, don't, he's, I don't know if he will. He's not that old. I know he's not that old, but if he had if he had success at Oklahoma State, don't you think somebody would have given him head coaching besides Southern Miss? Like, yeah, I, but I, then I, he left Southern Miss to go to, to the, the NFL. NFL. But now he's at and he's so, at Georgia. I mean, I mean, what you're gonna go take the I, Colorado State might be calling. I don't know. How about an NFL offensive coordinator position? He's I mean, been I'm not trying to done that. I'm not trying to talk him into a job. Yeah, but it could be. If he goes there and thinks he's able to parlay that into an NFL head coaching job, if that's his goal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that to say, that's the cart is significantly before the horse here. The cart is way out there, and the horse is sprinting to try to catch up. Uh, but if I do see what you're saying in the sense that this is not a young, hotshot whippersnapper. This is what I'm if, saying. I'm, I'm this saying goes this is well, not like a, a gamble, okay? If this goes well, we do have some longevity um, which could, which could be nice. All right, there's there's plenty more. Well, I want to talk about the excitement index. I want to talk about how you're feeling about Todd Munkin, but I also want to talk about how you're fe- feeling about this team in general with the new coaching staff. Do you have feelings on where you're at, Daniel? On a scale that needle, on a scale of one to excited after so far this off season. We're not even to the formal the second signing period being over. But today, how are you feeling about this team? We texted at the time of the hire on Friday, I guess it was. Was it Friday? News came. Yeah, it was Friday. We had just put out a podcast in which I said, in no way, shape, or form, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Kirby ain't hiring Todd Munkin. And by the time many of you listened to that podcast, he was already hired. So you're welcome (laughs) for that. Um. We were texting back and forth on Friday when the news was uh, breaking. Um, some of us were working. I don't know what you were doing. I guess just you were just on Twitter all day. I was all day. That's all I, I was do. trying. I was trying to earn a living. But um, we were, we were texting about this, and I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. My initial thought was shock because yep. I genuinely did believe that it was not going to happen. Um, my secondary emotion was extreme excitement and just giddy optimism my third and immediately following emotion you went through a lot of emotions listen Clyde, i'm a very complex man i'm a very how much time do you got (laughs) uh my third emotion was not disappointment i would call it more anger anger okay because, dang it, University of Georgia, I was ready. I was ready to just take a little bit of a break, you know. Like I was ready <laughs> yeah. to emotionally disengage. I was frustrated at the end of last year. I was not that interested in recruiting, even though obviously we're following it, we're talking about it. I was a little bit, I was a little bit checked out from the football program. My hopes were not all that high for next season. And now in this offense, in this offseason, Clint, we've hired a new offensive line coach. Uh-huh. We have had significant players 
return to the program, forego the NFL draft, and say, not for me, not today. I'm coming no. back. We have gotten the number one transfer quarterback that I wanted to come into the program. Uh-huh. And we have hired the exact type of offensive coordinator that you and I have been clamoring for. And Georgia fans, we understand we're not alone, that all of us, for the most part, have been clamoring for all season. Kirby just, he got me again. You know, Clint? It's, I'm in. I'm freaking hooked. Um, I'm all in. I am 100% invested in this team's pot, like prognostications to go out and win a national championship next year. That's where I'm at. I'm at, I'm at on a scale of one to excited. I am predicting a national championship in 2020. Isn't that's where that's, I'm at. That's, that's so sick. You're so right because I was ready to go in this next year already lining up the – don't worry, we're going to have Carson Beck sit a year. We're going to bounce gonna ha- back. We're, we're going to bounce back. It's okay. We're going to have a couple of tough losses. Yeah, we go to Alabama, but, you know, like, it was a down year. I was ready for all of that to be rolling off my tongue. Not today. Not anymore. Nope. No excuses here, Daniel. We we have blown past that stop sign, thrown mm-hmm. ev- every caution is out the door in the wind, no. and this- it's it's full go. Caution ain't our style, Clint. Let's just call it what it is. Caution. If, if somebody were to describe our podcast. <laughs> caught carefully well thought out words by two cautious men. That's not. Never. Said not no reviewer ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. No. Um, no, we came, we came downstairs wearing caution once and, and everyone looked at us going, That's, that color doesn't suit you. It's not. This, this is that's gross. not for you. Don't don't ever wear that again. Just do do something different. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 a full on it's a full on excitement, and I think it's excitement because Clint. Can we just is the offense going to be the strength of next year's team? Todd Munkin, hello, pass passing attack. Jamie Newman, Jorge Pickens in his second year. Clint, isn't the offense going to be the bright spot on this team? Let me try to let me try to tell you. Uh, you're gonna have the best wide receiver in the nation. You're gonna have mm. you're gonna have Hello. a quarterback who was the third rated quarterback last year in the nation in a respectable program. You're gonna have two previous five star uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna have a well coached team, and you and I are both going to look at that. And when people start talking about that, we're gonna say, "Keep talking," because you're missing. 22 other men who are about mm-hmm. to show you something. I'm not. I, I am. I am more excited about watching this 2020 Georgia Bulldogs defense than anything in a long, long time. Long. I mean, long you, time. you were just talking about some some guys with some bad intentions, ready to go out there. Nolan Smith as a sophomore, Clint. Do you realize that? Trayvon Walker with a full offseason under his belt, Clint. Hey. I'm sorry, Aziz Ojolari, is he coming back? Does he did he do anything to Baylor in that uh in that bowl game? Uh Aziz Ojolari, by the way, versus teams from Texas in bowl games. Good or bad performances? <laughs> Aziz just he, he hunkers down. He says, Yep, this is my time. My time Listen, is here. This defense is gonna be legit. 
and you throw, you scrap, you cobble together any offense to put there with it, and all of a sudden you are you're in the giddy territory. You are you are neighboring upon giddy for this season. Uh, Daniel, is it is it safe to say that we will be? I will be in particular the most annoying dog fan in the entire world next year with this defense. It's I'm already I'm already rolling my eyes at you preemptively on behalf of other people in your life who you're going to talk to. <laughs> just um just it's cashier at the grocery store in Clint's neighborhood Tease and peace. Tease and peace. Tease and peace. Daniel's going to play a fun game. If you want to make some money, uh, Daniel's going to tell you when I'm going to text him in games based solely upon, like, he'd be like, oh, Clint's going to, two seconds. Here Mm -hmm. we go. And text message. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to get an automated response programmed into my (laughs) phone because I basically know the content of the text message. It's like when you receive a text message from Clint that says these words, auto-respond with this. Yes. And then I'll be able to just have my phone sitting next to me while I watch the game, but carry on a conversation with you. Right, right. Uh, no, this is going to be something special. Uh, we're going to come back with one more segment. I got a couple questions. I got, I got a statement to ask or to make and then ask Daniel uh, about this offense. So here's right. my statement. Daniel. Get aggressive with it, Clint. Don't, I'm going to get aggressive. Don't, don't be careful. No, no. Nay. Nay. Uh, last year, we had the 50th ranked offense according to points per game. Let me, let me state that that's, again. That's 5-0. 5-0, not 1-5. Uh, you want to know the teams that we were behind? Just, just uh, I, I really don't, but I suspect okay. you're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you because uh, do you think the Beavers of Oregon State play good offense? Oh, n- <laughs> n- no. Yep. Yep. They average 31.2 points per game. Uh, what about the uh, the new quarterback? His offense, he's coming down from Daniel. He was in a better offense than he is currently at Wake Forest at 31.8 points per you're, game. You're telling me the the mall walkers mm-hmm. uh, muddle huddle. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's hold hands. The Pete and- Carroll white sneakers from Nike circa 89. <laughs> And casually stroll towards the line of scrimmage. Correct. Uh, that offense was better than ours. Correct. The Bo Nix-led War Eagle Plainsmen crap faces of Auburn. That includes road games. That inc- uh, their offense, including in road games. Not Yes, not in the Plains. Outside mm-hmm. the Plains. 33.2 points per game. I, I could go on and on and on. It's, it's disgusting. We are 50th. 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 Okay. Uh, so, Daniel, I ask you, with everything we just talked about, Todd, with Newman, uh, how many points per game swing do you think that is good for? What did we have last year? Where were we sitting at? I didn't hear the number. Thir- 30.8 points per game, good for 50th in the nation. Sitting at 30. Um, 30. DeAndre Swift, Jorge, Jake from. Charlie, Eli, Andrew Thomas, Isaiah. It's all there. It's all there. All, all of those now gone. Well, there are... There are... Um, two scrub games. Plus Georgia Tech. Plus Virginia in the non-con. We play both Alabama teams from the West. 
Uh-huh. And we play the SEC East. So, you know, you got ETSU and ULM. Those are those are opportunities for 50 burgers right there. 100%. Right out of the gate. Um I'm going to say the jump is going to be a modest five and a half points per game. I'm going to give us 35 and one half points per game next season. 35 and one half points. That's correct. I don't know what that's going to put us in in terms of national rankings. Maybe you could tell me this year what that would have put us in. Uh, yes, that's what I was gonna do. Um, but what you're telling me is is all of those departures and the addition. What what is more important to you, the Monken effect or the Newman effect in that five point swing? Oh, Newman versus Jake Fromm and Monken versus James Coley. That's not even close. one. <laughs> one of those things is an unknown. Okay, uh-huh. the uh-huh. other we don't know what we're getting in Monken. But we darn sure know that it can be worse than what we had in James Coley. And so um, Jamie Newman could definitely be worse than Jake Mm -hmm. Fromm. He could. Uh, And so that my main, yeah, it's the Munkin effect for sure, that five-point swing. Uh, pardon, that's fantastic. Pardon me while I just I'm bowling over here. Do some deconstruction. Just he's he's taking out the cabinets. Of the kitchen. I got a, I got a multitask here. It's a, I got a, like you said, I'm, Friday I was just on Twitter. Daniel's working. He's still working. I'm trying he's to get some two things jobs done. at the same time. I'm trying to get some uh, things done. The, the 35 and a half points per game would put us in between this year's Penn State and Oregon's team for 16th best in the nation. Um, the Glenn, top I'm, team- I'm going to tell, tell you right now, if we were in the top 20 in points per game, we're uh-huh. making the college football playoff. If we're in the top 20 in yep. points per game, yes. we're making the college football playoff. Okay, you've heard it here. Next year, this is this is going to be our barometer. 35 and one half point per game. That's that's going to be our barometer. If we're if we're there, we're playoff bound. Here we come. Top 20 in the nation points per game cuz Clint, the scoring defense is going to be top 5. Oh, it's oh. going oh. to be top five. Yes. Okay, it might yes, not be yes, number yes, yes, one. Yes, 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 we understand. We have to go play Alabama. They're not going to have uh, Tua, but they're still going to be airing it out. They're still going to be pitching it all over the yard. They're still going to yes, be a formidable opponent in Bryant-Denny Stadium. They're going to put up some points on us. Um, have to go play Auburn, obviously. Have to play Florida. Have to play uh, maybe an improved Tennessee team. We'll see. Uh not but, if, not if they stick with Garantano coming back but for a senior. The, year. But the the defense is going to do its part. So if we're in the top twenty in points per game, absolutely. Uh, really quick, um, we all know this, but just for reference, LSU number one offense, Ohio State number three offense, offense, Clemson number four offense, Oklahoma number six offense, all scoring above forty points per game. All above forty. All above 40. Oklahoma, 42. Uh, Clemson, 43. Ohio State, 46. LSU, 48. I'll take 35 and a half. I'll take 35 and a half in our defense all day, every day. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, let's do it. I'm, 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 I'm jacked up. 
Well, uh, if Daniel and I did anything to move your needle of excitement, we're sorry, but welcome to the depressed club of being burned later on. Uh, we can't help ourselves. It's so. the middle of January. Uh-huh. Okay. And here we are. Uh, it's a long time even till the spring game, but but man, Clint, how excited are you about that spring game? Oh, my... Oh my! I'm telling you right now. Three weeks ago, I would never, I wouldn't have said this publicly. Three weeks ago, you probably couldn't have paid me to watch the spring game if it had been on TV. Oh, you and I, we, we were dead men walking with Sugar Bowl practice, Daniel. We were, we really were. At this point, every pass that gets thrown in the spring game, I'm on the edge of my seat. I am in full. I'm in full go. Okay, I am ready. I am ready for all the wild predictions. I am ready for all of the extreme takes about which wide receiver is going to set which. Re- give me, give me some Tommy Bush takes this offseason, Georgia fans, because I'm ready for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get weird about. All some of a sudden, things. there's not a single bad wide receiver in that group. No, all Matt Landers is still f- trash. Matt Landers is still straight up trash. He'll he's dead to me. He'll forever be dead to me. Let's don't ever talk about this again. Look, if you guys wanted to know the easiest thing to trigger Daniel on, I I just showed you. Okay, I still just- won the bet. I still won the bet. <laughs> you did. Uh, hey, we're going to be back talking more UGA football and basketball as it comes up. we got a tough road ahead for the basketball team. We need three wins. Go get Kentucky it done. Tonight. Kentucky game tonight. Don't forget about it. That's not we, one of the three wins we're talking we did, about. We did not preview it for a reason, but <laughs> a, a big loss. There's your preview. It's, we are not optimistic. <laughs> Uh, but come back after that. Listen to our take on the basketball as well as any other news that breaks, any other recruits that we get, any signees that are in town and commit. Uh, as always, download, uh, rate, review, share with a friend, and we'll be back. See you.